Listener Production. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Footy Talk on this Friday afternoon. Of course, it is Gather Round, so where else would we be than in South Australia, the Triple M Studios over here in Adelaide and a little bit of South Australian royalty that we'll call you source because Sam Jacobs, a star for the Crows, you also played for the Blues and the GWS Giants. You're in the studio today. Welcome, mate. Nice to have you in. Thanks very much, Joey, and uh, it's a nice time to be on. It is indeed. We'll get to the Crows in a minute. Before we do that, just tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're up to these days. Yeah, so I'm still working at the club, so I'm, I'm in uh, my title's club engagement executive, so I guess it, it encompasses everything club fabric, so um, anything from you know heritage committee. Um, I've just, just become the chairman of the past players, which is great members, supporter groups, all that sort of stuff. So I guess it's about bringing, uh, bringing the past to life and, and incorporating it with the present. So I asked before you came on, I asked Bernie Vincent, mate of our say, what do you got here for we, Sam Jacobs? Just yeah. give me a little bit. No, he was very complimentary. <laughs> First thing he said is you were stiff to miss out on All-Australian. You were yep. in the squad three times. Yep. Should have been an All-Australian. You're from the York Peninsula, which yep. is a similar part of the world to Bernie Vincent. Absolutely, just uh, just down the road. He said you're still playing local footy. I Tell am. us about that. I can't let it go. So uh, <laughs> playing for Flagstaff Hill in the uh, in the Southern Footy League. So... Uh, um, I'm still only 35, so um, I love playing footy, Joey. Yeah, good. yeah, love it. And then the last thing he said to ask him about the time that Bernie Vince shot a metal tip dart into your <laughs> oh. shoulder on a footy trip and you had to end up in hospital. Mate, he was he's like a vampire. He's, <laughs> he shot it into my arm. We're in Bali, on a, yeah, obviously on a footy trip. And his first thing was just to latch onto my arm. So my arm's like bleeding. <laughs> and he's just latched onto my arm. He's trying to get this tip out with his teeth. Yeah. Anyway, I've had to go to this Bali doctor's surgery on the beach order. I know it wasn't uh, not ideal. It wasn't good, but uh, never a dull moment when you're with Bernie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, certainly, <laughs> certainly not. Hey, let's get into Gather Round because it is a special weekend over here in South Australia. And well, it kicked off with a cracking game last night. We'll touch on in a minute. But where's the feel around town with the uh, with the Gather Round? Yeah, obviously the build-up's been coming for a long time. I think um, ever since it sort of got announced that it was going to come to Adelaide, you sort of didn't know what it was going to be like. But the one thing we say about South Australia is it could be a game of marbles and people will roll up and support it and obviously footy's our biggest passion here and um, Peter Malinowski's done a, a huge job obviously getting it here first of all and then and then promoting it um, around the state and um, it's just it's just fantastic to showcase our state we got obviously well, I feel one of the best stadiums in in Australia yeah. um, it's great that teams can go out regionally as well and I think the people are, are you know supporting with their with their feet as such who's loving this weekend the most which is the sort of under that some of the personalities because we're seeing everyone's inserting themselves in this weekend even Matty Nix was talking about Guy Sebastian was in the rooms <laughs> last night and everyone's getting around this uh, this occasion but who's who would love it the most who's thriving well, in this Fitzy, setup well Fitzy's one yeah. uh, <laughs> mate, he's, Rain Hale or he's there and he's, he, he, he doesn't just wear a crow's guns he wears the old woolen yeah. The Wollan Crows Guernsey, so he's uh, you real know, nuffy he's, style. He's a real nuffy, yeah. so he's uh, he's moving back home soon. We we absolutely love him at the club, and um, you forget he actually played yeah. because he's such a big media personality, but. Winning does that, brings yeah. people back. So it's good to have Guy back in town. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, nice. Well, let's talk about the game last night because the Adelaide Crows, my God, were they oh, no. impressive. A three in a row. It was a dominant performance against the Blues. It was all set up in that first quarter. Yeah. Eight goals to two. It was almost flawless football. Carlton tried in the second and third quarters to get the game back on their terms, but then Adelaide's defence held up. And in the end, they got the comfortable win they deserved. What did you make of it? Because I described it as almost a flawless first quarter. Yeah. Like they, everything they did was was almost perfection. It just it just seems like everything's just clicking at the moment, doesn't it? Like you said, it was a, a well rounded game, and um, I think 
for, from the start of the year, we, we we were playing well in patches, but we weren't able to guess consolidate and, and and get the four points in the first two weeks. But they were showing signs that it was there in the preseason. If you go back to the preseason, they played a really good game against Fremantle and West Coast as well. And the numbers are probably showing that they're playing really good footy. They just needed to get that win. And I guess the confidence they got from the showdown was they've they've taken, they've really run with. And um, I guess I was a part of the team, so I'm a bit biased. But the forward line mix is looking as damaging as we were back in 2017. I want to ask you about the, the forward line because you were talking about that, the Crows team of 2017. Yeah. It was a potent forward line. You yeah. had Charlie Cameron and Eddie Betts, which you can almost look at Rochelle and Rankin, and then yeah. you had Lynch, Walker, Josh Jenkins, and yeah. it was a potent unit. You guys were kicking goals, you know, for fun through that year. It's it's almost as good, isn't it? This yeah, forward it line now, the spread of talent as well. They don't rely on anyone anymore. Yeah, exactly. And obviously watching the game last night, I think Nixie's four high scoring um, games as a coach has been the yeah. last three weeks. So 100 points the last three games. It just yeah. it just seems like, I guess it, it all helps each other, doesn't it? It helps the midfield because they probably don't have to be as perfect going forward because like you said, whether it's in the air or on the ground, they know there's going to be um, good representation there and there's, there's some real dangerous players. But um, the guy who I guess is the talk at the moment is Ben Keys because he's coming in and he's he's playing that perfect role and I looked to probably Riley Knight was playing that role for us in 2017 that that unheralded one where he's he's not getting all the fanfare but he's coming in he's doing all the dirty stuff and he's the one getting the rewards with three goals last night. Well, we'll talk about Jordan Dawson uh, and what an inclusion he's been now as skipper in his second year but 32 disposals, 10 <laughs> contested, seven clearances, nine tackles. Three goal assists and 11 score involvements. He's been, you could argue, best on ground the last three games in a row since he's moved into the midfield. That's been a masterstroke. Yeah, it's, it's, it's credit to the list management as well because I think they had, only, Dorse was playing great footy at Sydney, but I think they had a vision of him being able to come into the midfield and be able to do this. And when it happened, you probably thought, well, we haven't seen it before. He's probably played more wing half back. But he's taking his, his his time in the midfield and he's he's run with it and I guess the, he's the kicking is is unbelievable, oh. isn't it? I think it was at ninety six percent last week, yeah. which is which actually yeah twenty kicks that is yeah. incredible. So um, I guess and and uh, I mean whether it's real or not, the knocks being that we don't have much size in the midfield for him to be able to come in and play that role just takes the pressure off Lady and these guys as well. And Rory Laird too, he, uh, he still goes under the radar. I think he does. Yeah, he does. I mean it's amazing how consistently good he is. And and just the ability and and you've probably done it yourself as well to to be able to go from half back to midfield. I don't think. It's, it's not a real natural progression for some guys. For him to come in and play as a genuine midfielder because the stoppage work and body work and all that is so different to playing a halfback. He's come in and he's been absolutely uh, amazing lad. He deserves every credit because he prepares as well as anyone I've seen. And the last one on the Adelaide Crows, we were just chatting about it off air, but credit to the, the recruiting staff and the list management bill because a bit of flack's come for a lot of their early Big picks. Time. And, and you know, obviously the rebuild, how's it travelling? But when you start to see it all put together... It's a good lesson, particularly with some younger players that have taken their time yep. in, in a rough team to now they're starting to flourish a few years in. Yeah, you have to uh, – Justin Reid has to have a pretty, stick, uh, pretty thick skin, I think, and, and Hamish Ogilvie because people, people want results now, especially when you're rebuilding. It's, it's, you know, once you're two or three years and it's like, well, why aren't we playing finals now? It's yeah. year three. So it does take time. And as you can see, there's a big spike. Now, nothing's guaranteed for this year, but I think at least everyone can walk away going, right, the Crows are playing finals-type footy and we can actually see – you know, see how the team's going to look going forward. And they're on the right path. That's Absolutely. what we do know, whether it's this year or next, they are heading in the right direction. What about your other former side, the Blues? What did you make of them? Because we all thought coming into this game, they looked like a top four team. We had, they hadn't played their best, but they'd been winning. Yeah. And it depended whether you wanted to look at that half glass empty or half glass full, that, hey, they've still got a heap of upside, yeah. even though they're winning. Or was their game just teetering? And I think last night exposed that they are just going, only just going at the moment. And a couple of those wins, particularly the Good Friday game against Kangaroos and, and maybe the Giants game, 
game as well, yeah. that maybe they got away with a little bit. Yeah, I'm definitely half glass full with them. I think last year they played good footy, but they didn't get the wins. Yeah. Now they're yeah. probably not playing as good a footy, but they're getting the wins. And I think especially now, like what's happening in round five is going to be different to what's happening in round 22. So I think it's important just to bank wins. They've got plenty of time to, to iron out these kinks, get, you know, things out, see how things work probably like, you know, Sam Walsh, he only played his first game last night. So and they've also got the Twin Towers up front who are still still working things out and still building their cohesion there. So they got plenty of time. Um, ideally, they'd probably like to be playing better footy now, but the fact they're still getting the wins and they're banking them early is going to put them in good stead for the second half of the year. And the next couple of weeks, they've potentially got some winnable games. They've got the Rampaging Saints next week, yes, the Blues, and then they've got the West Coast Eagles over in Perth and then the Brisbane Lions at Marvel. So a tough run where the uh, the Crows, they've got a, a game against Hawthorne in Tassie, which you would think right now they should be going in short price favourites. You expect to win that. And then Collingwood, Geelong, and also St Kilda. So a tough couple of weeks for both those sides. But as we know, things change pretty quickly in this game. And they've just got to ride the momentum while they can. Hey, after this, I do want to touch on the other games this weekend. There is another huge game over here, particularly Port Adelaide Bulldogs. Talk about trying to tip a winner. That is tough work. But we'll get to that next because you're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button, leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. You're listening to Footy Talk, where you get your daily dose of footy, news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And today I'm here with Adelaide star Sam Jacobs. We just touched on the Adelaide Crows 56-point win against the Blues last night. It was mighty impressive. And you spoke earlier about the the ground and how it's one of the best stadiums in the world. It it was magnificent last night. The light show, the the crowd, nearly 48,000 sitting there. It, It was an awesome spectacle. There's still five more games to go. Are you confident the ground can hold up to handle the rest of the games? Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it's in, uh, in amazing condition at the moment, the Adelaide Oval, but the ground is just that loud as well. Like I know last yes. night it was probably a bit of a mutual crowd. There's a lot of Colton supporters in South Australia, but obviously another packed house was there, 47, 48,000 there last night. So um, yeah, hopefully we can keep getting that for the weekend. What are your memories of playing at Adelaide Oval? Have you ever done the zip line or got on the roof? Or no, anything? I haven't I actually. Yeah. Uh, would, it, would, have been, would it be nice to do the zip line? But uh, I get, my memories is, is, is just the big games. I mean, we, we were fortunate enough to be good through the, the mid parts of the 2010s uh, when Adelaide was obviously the best so I guess one memory that sticks out for me is is the night Josh Jenkins on the Thursday night because we used to play obviously regular Thursday night games there and he kicked the goal but no one actually heard the siren because the, cl- the yeah. crowd was just that loud that um, they weren't sure if he kicked the, kicked the goal after or before the siren and um, that was a regular occurrence back then so yeah we're fortunate to have such a good good following here and obviously a stadium that uh, allows that. Well another big game that will be played Adelaide Oval tomorrow night will be Port Adelaide the other yeah. home team here against the Western Bulldogs that will be a, a great game because two teams that are sort of just starting to find a bit of their groove and yep. we expect them to be playing finals this year, but you talk about crowds. I love playing against Port Adelaide when they sing the Never Me Terrace Park. I actually used to walk out to position and sort of sing along <laughs> and look around and get the goosebumps. Yeah. Probably the reason why I've, I never won at Adelaide. I think we lost all six of our times we came over, but it is one of the highlights of, of the footy calendar when the Port Adelaide fans sing that leading up to the well, first I'm bounce. with you. I think it actually goes the other way sometimes because yeah. I'll be the same. It actually gets you up and about and yeah. everyone gets bumping into each other, so you get, get you ready to go, but uh, yeah, Port, Port do their, how much it hurts to say, but they do. They do their game day well. And yeah. Well, imagine if they win, that's going yeah, to be a cracking game because the crowd, obviously Adelaide three on the trot. If Port Adelaide can win, geez, the, the town will be humming and they'll be pushing for gather round again next year. How are you seeing Port Adelaide season? Well, I think I think 
people, it's a bit like everyone. Like, there's a lot of teams in that sort of middle section where it, they ebb and flow. So their consistency, consistency is probably not there um, week to week and probably game to game. And Port Adelaide probably fall in that at the moment. They're still two and two. They're in still a, re- a really good spot. And, you know, they're showing signs that, um, once again, they're, they're probably a bit of a handing over the baton with with their midfield. Obviously, Rosie and um, Butters and, and Horn Francis and these types coming through. They're, they're playing some exceptional footy for probably patches. They probably would like to see it over a game. But... I like the doggies here. I think they're just going and I think they sort of thrive when they go into a a foreign environment. They seem to rally together and they are going to be missing Bailey Smith, which is obviously a big out for them. But I think think quietly, um, Bervo's got them going well and I think the more time their tools have together, I think the better they'll be as well. And Tom Libertore's 200th as well, which they will try and get up. He's having having a fantastic start of the year. He's he's a guy who doesn't get the credit he probably deserves. But when when Liver's playing well, the doggies seem to be playing good footy. Now I'm heading out to the big blockbuster, the Sun afternoon out at Norwood between yeah. Fremantle and the Gold Coast Suns taking the footy to the Burbs. I went out and had a look yesterday. It's only a small ground, it but is. it's a beautiful ground at Norwood. Uh, obviously, a lot of history there with, yep. with the Norwood Footy Club, one of the great Sandfield clubs. I was getting told stories about that. It's going to be capacity, which I think they're saying is just under 10,000 yep. today. But I got told about a game in the early 90s. They had 20,000 people cram in <laughs> like sardines to watch a Norwood Port Adelaide game, who were the two big clubs in the early 90s. Yep. So that, that's uh, that's something interesting. But that should be a fun to have a couple of games out there. Yeah, I think and, then, and when I think of Norwood Oval, that's the first thing that comes to mind is the, is the rich history that, that Norwood Footy Club have. And the ground is, it's it's very boutique-y. Like you said, it, the brick wall something that yeah. stands out and everyone's got a story about getting thrown into the brick wall or whatever. So um, for people watching on the ground, they probably won't be able to see it, but there is a, you know, a two or three metre high brick wall on, I guess, the member side there. So um, it's going to be a great game because, like you said, it's going to be really contested. Um, I don't know if it'll be too free-flowing, but um, two teams and, and win. they're up against it. Yep. Um, sometimes when you just go the contest it makes for a good spectacle and what do you know about Mount Barker because there's another game there yep. on Saturday Brisbane Kangaroos, Brisbane Kangaroos. Yep. What can you tell us about Mount yeah, Barker yeah so it's a new facility up there Mount Barker so they've uh, it's a, I guess it's an up and coming area for, for South Australia and a lot of people are starting to move to the hills everyone hears about the I guess the wineries and all that so it's a beautiful spot up there in, in Mount Barker so they're just building a massive new facility it's, it's pretty open as well so it'll be interesting to see not only with the rain, but but how windy it gets. So um, state-of-the-art facilities up there, though. It's, it'll take time for, I guess, the housing and all that to fill in around it. But um, it'll be good for the area. Um, as you know, mate, in, in country towns, they get right yeah. behind these sort of things. And if there's 10,000 going to Norwood, I dare say there'll probably be another 10,000 up in the hills. So um, it'll be fantastic to have a star-studded uh, Brisbane up there and obviously an up-and-coming Kangaroos. I've just heard, though, there's only apparently one road in and one road out to Mount Barker. <laughs> so the, the commentators are already starting to plan their trip, how long they need to uh, allow to get to Mount Barker. But the other big game tonight, which we touched on earlier, Sydney v. Richmond, that's a massive game. We sort of spoke about Port and the Bulldogs, both teams finding some form. Yeah. Sydney and Richmond are just both spluttering a little bit and they, they both need to, to get a win just to sort of really sink their teeth into the season. Sydney had a couple of easy kills early in the year and then have dropped a couple, but they are up against it. So no McCartan boys, both yeah. out with concussion. There's been a lot said about Paddy McCartan's situation, but no Buddy Franklin and also no Dane Rampy. So this really, even though Richmond are missing Tom Lynch, it does set up for the Tigers. If they can just break even through the midfield, Field, they should be getting good looks. Yeah, I think, and that that's the point I was going to raise as a midfield. I think when you you can, you can protect the defence if your midfield's good, and I think uh, Sydney still have their key players in there with you know with all the all the names they have with Parker and Mills and all those types. So Richmond just sort of seem to be a bit disjointed at the moment through their midfield. Obviously Hopper and Taranto have come in; they're sort of trying to find that right midfield mix. But I'd expect Sydney to win that. I think. You know, regardless of Buddy not being there, Logan McDonald seems to thrive when Buddy's not there. And I think the numbers sort of show that his game does actually rise when when Buddy's not there. So he might enjoy a, a bit more a bit more space in the Ford 50. But I'd, I'd expect.
affects Sydney to still get that one done because of the midfield. Very good. Are you going to any games? Are you going? What do you got? T- playing uh, this weekend? Yeah, I'll go to the I'll go to the Hawthorne GWS game. Yep. I'm ca- calling that for Triple M, which, uh, which will be nice. So um, yeah, got my own footy tomorrow. But yep. um, oh, mate, I'll go through and watch every game uh, every game as well. Question I'm thinking: Who is the biggest cult hero for the Adelaide Crows? Because I was with Eddie Betts last night. Boy, my God, Eddie! And it was tough because he was at a Carlton Adelaide game, so <laughs> yeah. it wasn't just the Adelaide fans that wanted photos and talked to him. It was the Carlton fans as well. So Eddie was. I couldn't believe how much attention Eddie was getting, but I was thinking about names, and I'm not sure with, with the work you do at the Crows. Tony yep. Modra, Modra is around. You do some stuff. With, is Mod still the number one man? Mods, Mods is easy. Tell us what he does. Does he go to all the functions? Do you make you let him like pay him to go there? And That's just, right. Everyone just gets pissed with Modra, oh, and they love it. Absolutely right. And Modra loves it. So um, <laughs> oh, it's actually funny watching him on the, the front bar. Then I think he actually gets a bit uncomfortable when they just sit there and just. Pile on all this, all this uh, pump up and get it right. Around. I think he's he'd enjoy a one on one and a beer with mods. That's more right. his style. But he he's definitely hands down. Like when when right. he, he he put Adelaide on the map to start with. Yeah, he's probably the greatest thing to happen in the footy club early days because nationally he made Adelaide relevant to start with, and then obviously Rue uh, McLeod all these types through, and then along comes Tex and, and Eddie Betts and those types. But we've been fortunate enough. We've always seemed to have an entertainer yeah. um, through, through, throughout our careers or throughout our, um, our time in the AFL. But Mods, Mods is easy, number one. So good fun to have a beer with, Tony Modra. Oh, yeah. I, I just love it. He's just such a knockabout lad, Mods. And like you said, he's doing some fantastic stuff with us at the club. So he's, he's in our corporate section. Uh, he's funny. Like he'll, he'll be – because he, he does um, truck runs for Fleury Milk and um, he'll just ring you. So that's what he does for a job, just yeah. does truck runs. He jumps like, in a does truck, truck runs. Yeah. And Obviously, uh, he's I've in. heard this, and then people get shocked when they drop off the milk, and then Tony Modra <laughs> delivers the milk spot at their up. door. They're like, just some local South Australians. Spot and, oh, hang on, Tony Modra. Yeah, yeah. So, and then he obviously does uh, other bits and pieces of some foundations and all that, which he's right. great with. But he'll just be, he'll be in driving the truck. He'll just ring me, and he'll just talk fifteen minutes, right. just around. Um, he might just have an idea or something like that. So he's actually really <laughs> engaged and. I sort of have to check myself because being in, born in 88, I grew up yeah. as a footy fan through. It's just like, oh, bloody mods. Mods is ringing me. me. Yeah, good bloody mods is ringing me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, very good. Hey, appreciate your time. Enjoy the weekend. South Australia putting on a putting on a show. They've been very good with their hospitality. They are trying to shove a lot of wine down our throat. Yeah, all I know. The media, we're all trying to work and everywhere we go, you've got to have this wine. Got to have, we're like, hang on. But uh, it's been great. The, the hospitality's been excellent. The footy started off with a cracking game last night. Plenty more to come. Hope you enjoyed today's edition. Of course, if you do have a question, or uh, hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Jay-Z and I will be back tomorrow to dissect some of the big news to come out of tonight's action and have a look to the weekend. But otherwise, enjoy your Friday. Listener.